0: Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show. Powered by Soundgrab Studios. Visit online at soundgrabstudios.com for all he needs. Also, brought to you by official sponsor, of The Mike Wagner Show, international warring author, Mia Mosley Zia Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We're here with an amazing gentleman who's the number one best selling author, life coach, counselor of 40 plus years, also basketball coach, began his career in health and fitness, named Mr. Motivation and number one life coach in the USA by Lifetime TV, master of motivation by American Fitness Magazine. He worked as a mental success counselor, also a counselor for basketball baseball tennis players from the u.s as well he also uh, hosted david uh, this um gentleman david Essel, alive for 27 years on a number of um radio networks also ordained minister speaker basketball coach and um i'm you know, very happy to hear about his favorite teams how they're gonna do he's also had some books called uh angelina surfboard and uh 50 plus flavors of uh, erotic love also slow down Phoenix soul and more. But the new book he's going to talk about is helping Americans heal the ultimate guide to healing during the challenging times and where he's based in Fort Myers, Florida. We definitely need more healing than ever. It's a very appropriate time. We were going to have him on the program until Hurricane Ian hit. But right now, we're going to share experiences and more and live, ladies and gentlemen, from Plus studios in beautiful downtown Fort Myers, Florida, where he is safe and um, he's helping Americans heal and we can all use it. And of course, it's great to have him on. Ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented and author, David Essel. David, good morning, good <laughs> afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Uh, Mike, great to be with you and thank you for that introduction. You know, right now, I mean our country is really hurting. You mentioned I live in Fort Myers. We just got blasted with Hurricane Ian. I have many friends that lost homes, cars, everything. You know, so the book is appropriate for them. We we when the book came out just uh, about a, 8 months ago I think it was, you know, we wrote it before Hurricane Ian just because the world is really hurting. The US is really hurting, you know, everything from the pandemic to the vaccines to the political unrest, the racial unrest, the war in Ukraine and Russia. I mean, the the economy now, you know, it, there's just so many things hurting that we knew we had to come out with a book that gave answers, that gave answers and thoughts, uh, procedures, steps of how do we move through anxiety, depression, PTSD, financial challenges, relationship challenges, a uh, weight gain. You know, there's so many things that happened over the last couple of years since COVID really did hit, Mike, and the book covers every possible angle to help people move from where we are right now to where we really want to be.
0: Mm-hmm. And, we'll, and we'll talk about those as well, too, incurring uh, Hurricane Ian as well, too. You've been uh, the number one best-selling author, life coach, counselor for 40-plus years, also basketball coach, and named Master Motivation by Lifetime TV. And you hosted David Essel Live for 27 years on a number of radio networks as well. Of course, we'll talk about the new book as well. And before getting into all that, uh, David, tell us how you first got started. Yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting
1: life that I've led here, Mike. You know, I started out in 1979 in sports psychology, uh working with athletes. And into the 80s, I went back to school and actually got my master's degree so that I could officially work with these athletes. Mm-hmm. I still have major league athletes I work with today, and that's how it started. You know, I played basketball at Syracuse University for two years. Um, and that was amazing. Uh my junior year that and Jim Bayheim and people who follow basketball know that name. He was the assistant coach at Syracuse when I played 42 years ago. And then, and, and Jim has been the head coach. When I left, Jim took over as the head coach. But after my sophomore year, the coach then was Roy Danforth. And he called me into the office, Mike, and I was a basketball junkie. I still am. I I just love basketball. And uh, he sat me down. He said, Essel, He goes, you know, you had a great first two years, your freshman and sophomore years. How badly do you want to stay? and be a Syracuse Orangeman. And I said, oh my gosh, coach, I I grew up in Syracuse. This is the dream of every Syracuse (laughs) basketball player to be on this team. And he goes, well, he goes, I'm going to get you for two more years. And Mike, my heart flew wide open. I was almost in tears, you know, that I was going to be part of the team for two more years. And then he dropped this line. He said, Essel, I'm going to be honest with you. You may never get in a game. And I looked at him and I said, coach, I go, what are you talking about? He said, The freshman class coming in is the strongest class we've ever had. We've got these guys that I want you to push at the hardest level possible to get the most out of them every day. Are you game with me, Essel? Are you on this team? And I sat there, Mike, and I said, Coach, I got to think about this. You know, and the and and when I say that because when you play Division One basketball, it's three sixty five. I mean, there is not a day off. Plus, you have a heavy school load, book load. You know that you have to file. And I went home that night and talked to my roommate Jake, and we. And the end result was, you know, I love basketball, but I don't think I could put that amount of effort, time into it, and never play. So that was the end of my basketball career, and it didn't end because of injury or something else. It ended because the guys coming in were so freaking talented that I wouldn't have been able to match them and play, so I decided to move on. But that was actually a blessing, Mike, because that opened up a doorway I never thought I would go into, and that's general counseling. I mean, oh my gosh. I started working with everything in the world from financial counseling, relationship. You name it, weight loss, addiction recovery. So, my decision to not pursue basketball in college actually opened up a new career when I did graduate a couple of years later. And, you know, since then, it's been heaven. Every day I get a chance to help people heal. Every good day I get a chance to do articles, videos, you know, on our YouTube channel. We have 2,000 videos that are free for people to watch on personal growth. So, I'm busy as heck every day and loving the work that I do
0: it sounds like you've done a lot of work as well too and you talked about um playing basketball you had that the the amazing freshman coming in and of course you know I think of Syracuse you know university I think of like um you know all, all the guys on there too and I'm trying to think it's like you know, who really comes to mind? It's uh oh god. Well, Carmelo that's, Anthony. That's yeah. I, I was trying to think of that name. It's like here I am as these brain blocks. I'm like this. <laughs> it, it, it's like one of those things in broadcasting. It just so happens to you, you know hit you like that's that right. in the face. <laughs> that's right. But you
1: know, Mike, he's really been the biggest star out of Syracuse. You know, he really has. He he played one year at Syracuse. We won the championship that year. He went NBA and he truly is an amazing individual as a human being. And he's an incredible basketball. He's still playing. I mean, he's still playing. I think he came in the same year LeBron James did, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, so anyway, he's the biggest name that's ever played in the NBA from Syracuse.
0: That is so amazing as well, too. And, um, and, and of course, you also wrote some books as well, too. Angel and a Surfboard, 50 Flavors, Erotic Love, Love and Relationship Secrets. And um, I mean, have just about every topic, too. Slow Down, <laughs> Phoenix, Soul, Real Life Adventures of uh, Catherine Cat Calloway as well, too. And, <laughs> and uh, all these books. And what inspired you to become an author?
1: That's such a great question, Mike. I- I'll tell you kind of a bizarre way that I got into writing. Um, I I used to drink a lot and I was an alcoholic. And during those years, I would go out to a bar and I'd be meeting someone there. And there was a, a, a friend of mine, a woman that was supposed to meet me there. And she was a half an hour late. And I started writing things on napkins. I asked the bartender for a pen and a bunch of napkins and I started writing. And I didn't pay attention to what I was writing. It was just free thoughts flowing out, flowing out, flowing out. And all of a sudden I went home. The next day I got up and I'm looking at all these different napkins and they were all articles or potential articles on personal growth. Wow. I was writing about, um, you know, I had struggled with depression. So I was writing about depression. Uh, I was writing about the 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 great things that happened in my life as well. And within a couple of days, I got a call from a local newspaper and a woman said to me, hey, listen. Uh, we know that you're this big guy in athletics and we have a column on health and fitness. Would you like to write an article? And so I had just spent a night just jotting notes down at a bar. The very next day I get up and here's this woman saying that she wants me to write an article. I started writing a weekly article for a little bit. I didn't get paid a penny. I started writing a weekly article. And after a year, I fell in love with writing. And then I went back to those notes that I had done at that bar. And then that became my first book, Phoenix Soul, One Man's Search for Love and Inner Peace. Now, here's something important for our audience, Mike. I have no background in journalism, broadcast journalism, English literature. I have no background in most things I do. It's just the truth, Mike. I follow my heart and my passion. Now, I wrote books for 20 years with almost zero recognition, 20. And so I want our audience to hear this. When you pursue something you love, do not put a name on it that it's going to have to achieve a certain amount of goals. It's got to sell a certain amount of books. If I'm going to do this project, I've got to make a certain amount of money. Do it because you love it. Whatever it is, your hobby, your pastime, or maybe it's your career, do these things because you love it. Because here's what happened with my story. Even though after writing books for 20 years, we didn't get any recognition, The 21st year was totally different. And I wrote a book that seems like a weird title coming from a motivational guy. It's called positive thinking will never change your life, but this book will. Mm, And I took a big gamble. I took a big gamble, Mike. And what I did was I went after two programs that I do not believe in that I think are misleading more people than helping them. One is a book called the secret. Mm -hmm. And the other one is a book called the law of attraction. Now, There's been tons of people that love the secret and love the law of attraction. Now, I taught the law of attraction from 1980 to 1996. Every day I was out traveling the world, 40 weeks a year, I'd travel as a speaker, talking about whatever you believe you can achieve and whatever thoughts you put out in the universe must return in kind. And that's what the law of attraction and the secret says. But it's not true, Mike. I've never met a doctor that became a doctor through affirmations or vision boards. I've never met a a professional athlete. I've interviewed tons of them. Uh, Keith Mitchell comes to mind. He's a friend of mine. He's a former All-Pro linebacker with the New Orleans Saints. I asked Keith one time on an interview, Keith, did you become an All-Pro at Texas A&M and then an All-Pro linebacker uh, in the NFL by positive thinking? And he was laughing. You know, but these books, (laughs) right? But these books tell you that if you have a positive mindset and you put a goal out to this, whatever this universe is, you're going to accomplish these goals, but it's not true, and it came to fruition in 1996. I was interviewing the founder of Transcendental Meditation, one of the most powerful meditation techniques in the world. He's no longer with us, but he was a mentor of mine. His name was Maharishi Mahesh Yogi.
0: Yes, I remember the name. I remember with the name. Yes. You know, mm-hmm.
1: an, an incredible human being, incredible teacher, and I had him on my radio show. And during the radio show, we went to a break and he said, David, he goes, you really love this positive thinking stuff. And these affirmations, you're talking. I go, oh my God, Maharishi, I absolutely love it. He goes, what's your favorite affirmation? I said, I'll tell you right now. I've been saying it for 16 years. I am David Essel, a child of God, happy, healthy, and sober today. And he looked at me and he said, "And is all that true. And I lied. Wow, And I lied. I was not sober. And I said, yes. He said, okay, let me tell you something, David. As long as your affirmations are based in reality or close to reality, continue to say them. But if you're saying an affirmation that is not true, you're out of integrity and you're going to damage your mind, your body, your spirit, and your success. And I said, right on, Maharishi. I agree with you a thousand percent. And I get off the show. And I said, what did I just do? I just lied to my mentor. I just lied to someone I have so much respect for. And I also understood this much. I've been saying that affirmation, I am sober for 16 years and I was never sober. Three weeks later, after a binge of a weekend, I dropped to my knees and I prayed for the 1000th time for these addictions to be taken away. My addiction to cocaine was taken away in a snap. My addiction to alcohol, I had to work my butt off on. But the reason I tell this story is I've worked with so many people over the years that rely on affirmations that they think they're going to get themselves sober, lose weight, make more money, find their soulmate, all this other kind of stuff. And unless a miracle happens, it's not going to happen via an affirmation. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to work hard. And the more success you want, you're probably going to have to put more time in, especially in the beginning of your career. So we came out with this book, Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, but this book will. And here's how we had our major breakthrough with our first book. My publicist, TJ Toriello, who you know, because that's Mm -hmm. how I got on your show. He got me on Jenny McCarthy's show. Oh,
0: yes. Jenny McCarthy from Chicago. Yes.
1: Yes. From Chicago. Right. And she had a very popular serious XM show five years ago. As a matter of fact, she just ended it, I think, two years ago when she went on to become host of The Masked Singer, which is now a huge TV phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen the show, but I love Jenny.
0: I I, I, I haven't seen it either, but it's just like, you know, I I I like to do those, uh, watch the promos and say, who's behind the wolf? Who's behind the bunny rabbit? Who's behind... Yeah. um. You know, like Pikachu, Bugs Bunny, whatever. Right, so it's like, right, right. It, it, right. You kind of make it fun, though, although I never watched it. It's like you're kind of curious like say, you know, who, who's behind Bozo the Clown or something. So- right.
1: <laughs> so, you know, I'm on her XM show, and this is how she introduces me. She goes, ladies and gentlemen, next up is David Essel. He wrote a book, Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life. I'm going to stop right there. You guys know I love positive thinking. You know, this is Jenny talking. You know, I love affirmations and I love vision boards. So I have David on. I hope he can convince me. I'm going to give him three minutes. And if he can convince me in three minutes, ladies and gentlemen, I will let you know what I didn't know before this interview. David, go. So (laughs) Mike, I had three minutes and I nailed it. At the end of the three minutes, she was shaking her head and she literally turned the microphone and she said, ladies and gentlemen, I have been wrong. I want to introduce you to the new leader of the positive thinking movement, David Essel. And and Mike, we connected so deeply. She had me on four more times. And here's my philosophy in in a nutshell. And if people want my book for free, if they want this book, Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, but this book will, all they have to do is go to our website, talkdavid.com. We have a free program called Helping Americans Heal. Same title as the book we're going to talk about. It's an online program. And when people sign up, They get this book, Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, but this book will absolutely free. But Jenny went on to say to me, you know, David, the book is phenomenal because you're not anti-positive thinking, which I'm not. Mike, I'm one of the most positive thinkers in the world. But this is what I tell people. Your success will come from 20% of it will come from a positive attitude. 80% of massive success will come from what you don't want to do right now what you've avoided to lose weight, what you've avoided to make more money, what you've avoided to have deeper love, what you've avoided to let go of your addictions, what you've avoided. 80% of successful people will do what the rest of us won't do. They'll get up at 5 a.m. if they need to, because that's the only time they have to exercise. They'll work weekends if they have to. They'll they'll do the stuff, Mike, that most Americans don't want to do. And that's why that book, after being on Jenny's show, became a number one bestseller because they realized that we weren't destroying positive thinking. I talk in the book how I love positive thinking, but what we were saying is there's got to be something bigger than just thinking positively. And we're in a culture, Mike, that everyone wants instant gratification and oh no one wants gosh. to work. You know, and no one wants to work. And we're we're wondering why people are struggling so deeply. Well, guess what? You've got to have a great attitude, but you've got to be willing to do what most people won't do, and that's dive into the work to heal yourself first, and then you can help others.
0: I was just thinking about the whole thing with the 80%. You, know, I hear about the 80-20 rule and just about everything. Do you think that 80% could be also procrastination?
1: Well, one of the greatest blocks to growth is procrastination. Mike, you nailed it, right? So when we look at work, I, and it's so funny, you know, my two sessions ago, I do multiple sessions of clients one-on-one every day. Two sessions ago, I'm working with a guy on the phone, and it was my first time working with him. And at the end of it, I said, "You know, there's only one thing we need to work on." He came to me and he said, "I've got to work on this, 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 and this." And I said, "No, you don't. There's only one thing: shattering your procrastination.
0: <laughs> when, you,
1: when you shatter procrastination, all the other things will take care of themselves." And so you know that, Mike. One of, the, as a matter of fact, I have a new video on our YouTube channel. What's the fastest growing addiction in the world? It's
0: procrastination. Wow. You know, something I was just going to say, if I'm going to watch procrastination, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: you know, and it's the fastest growing because, you know, people have been beaten up with COVID. We've been beaten up with all the political stuff. We've been beaten up with the racial stuff. You know, now with inflation, people are exhausted. When we get exhausted, we pull back and we do less. This is a time that when you're looking, if your weight has increased over the last three years, your money's decreased over the last three years, your attitude has gone to the tank over the last three years, we've got to get out of that procrastination mode. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Look at your life and look for the one area that needs the most help right now and only focus on that one area. Don't multitask major goals. So let's say you need to lose weight, You need to make more money. You need to save your marriage and whatever else. Of those three, which one is the most damaged? Which one is causing the most pain? When you go after the biggest goal first, the biggest challenge first, and you start to make inroads into it, Mike, here's something phenomenal. Every other area of your life starts to improve as well when you go after the biggest challenge first.
0: How do you like that? And you know something? This will apply to Hurricane Ian helping Americans here. We'll uh, tie that in in just one minute. But first, listen to the Mike Wagner Show at the Show.com, powered by Sonic web Studios. Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1 800 303 3960. That's 1 800 303 3960. Or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Weidner Show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Weidner Show, international warring author, Mia Molson If you love fast paced mysteries, you'll love missing by Mia Molson Available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Z has garnered great reviews. And Eve, 11, and doors by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forbes Riley, and the So grab your copy today for Goals Missing by me and Mel available on Amazon. Order now, by the way, folks. <laughs> also, check our Mike Wagner Show, the We'll over 40 podcast platforms heard in 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible. Also on BitChute, Rumble, and HamiltonRadio.net every Thursday night, at 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Central, and few networks coming soon. Take the Mike Weidner Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Weidner Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Weidner Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Weidner Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies. Makes great gifts 24-7. Go to Amazon.com, check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mi for great books like Missing, Once, and Wrinkles, also t-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash me and Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Widener show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and the MikeWidener Show.com make sure you do so today. And I mean today, by the way, we talk about procrastination. Speaking of that, <laughs> we're with author David Elsel of Helping Americans Heal, the Ultimate Guide to Healing During the Challenging Times on the Mike Whitener Show. We talked about um, procrastination being the number one, um, you know, pandemic and um that the list as well, too, like with, um, you know, alcoholism, PTSD, and just about mm-hmm. everything under the sun. And another crisis came up and we were scheduled to have you on. But the day before or around there, Hurricane Ian hit. And now we come back on the show and um, you guys are cleaning up for Hurricane Ian. And how do Americans heal? You know, especially after a hurricane, like Hurricane Ian, it's like, you know, how'd you guys uh, manage to heal, you know, from Hurricane Ian?
1: Well, Mike, we're still in the middle of it. You know, there's, there's several islands around us that are going to take years to come back. Um, you know, very famous, Sanibel Island, Captiva Island, Fort Myers Beach, very famous uh, for tourism. Uh, they're going to be down for quite a long time. So the process here is going to be very slow. But, you know, what, what we did was we reached out, NBC TV contacted us and said, there's a lot of people in the Southwest Florida, Fort Myers area that are struggling deeply right now. Would you be our counselor? So we accepted, they put us on their website, NBC TV put us on the website as the resource to go through for counseling. So we have people from all over Fort Myers, Southwest Florida, uh, even into Central Florida that contact us daily just to sort of vent, Mike, you know, we do free counseling with them to help them with anxiety, depression. You mentioned PTSD. There's so many people in this region that are going through the PTSD right now. But you know, Mike, every time there's a crisis, whether we're talking about the, um, the elementary school shooting recently in Texas, the Buffalo supermarket shooting that happened not too long ago as well. We immediately are on the scene offering free counseling to parents, to children. You know, we've been doing this for gosh, 43 years now. And the fact that it happens to be in my backyard is comforting at some level because I'm available right here to help people locally. Uh, we still do most of our counseling via phone for people local. but you know we've been doing this for so long and it feels good to give back to the community, Mike it really does. and I encourage people with our show right here today you know even if there isn't a major hurricane or a major shooting, see how you can give back. And giving back might just be giving a smile to someone you don't know in the supermarket. It it might be smiling at a homeless person. And I know a lot of people think I'm weird when I say that. But, you know, people need to be recognized in times of of struggle. Our whole country is is in struggle. So why aren't we a little bit more compassionate? Let's be a little bit more giving, a little bit more loving with your smile. If that's all you want to share, share it daily. You'd be amazed at how that can help people around you.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and certainly as well too. And uh, of course you also, um, you know, worked with uh, basketball coaches, players, and just about everything else and, um, basketball seasons coming up, maybe just a bit of advice for, um, you know, want to be NBA players. And of course you had that big influx of, um, you know, you know, high school kids wanting to come out and play just like LeBron James did. It's like fresh wow. out of high school, signed with Cleveland, took taken to the promised land, went to the Lakers, back to Cleveland, everything else. And, um, you know, sometimes, um, that, you know, going from high school to the NBA is no problem. But there are some, it's just like, you know, they go from high school or like a, a year or two of college and all of a sudden play one or two years in the NBA. And all of a sudden it's like the, the dream is gone. They get injured. They'll make the team. It's yeah. like, what, 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 what's the best advice you can give to anybody, especially basketball players, you know, wanting to uh, go to the NBA, where it's from high school, freshman year, college or sophomore, junior, senior, or anything like that.
1: You know, it's really rare for a junior or senior in high school uh, to get a Division One scholarship if they're not an absolute star at the high school level, you know, and 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 something that they have now and they've had for the last 20 years that they didn't have 40, 50 years ago when I was growing up is there's so many different camps, you know, there's so many different programs for to fast track these athletes. And a lot of these basketball players today, I mean, they're in camps at age four, they're in camps wow. at age five. During camps at age six, I mean, it's incredible, Mike. We didn't have that ability back then. If we did, I would have been one of those kids. I mean, I (laughs) slept with a basketball in my
0: bed. I I, I can imagine playing a little LeBron James or team over with Carmelo or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I remember every night going to bed with a basketball in my arms. I mean, I was that much of a junkie. But, you know, I, I actually didn't get to my first basketball camp until I was probably a sophomore in high school. And by then, you know, even though I did play at Syracuse, I was behind. I was way too far behind because there were guys back then that had started at 10 years of age. So here I am, 13 or 14, you know, getting that opportunity to work against guys that are 10 times better than me. And that's the only way to improve. And so here's my number one tip. Any, any elementary school player, any high school player, find players that are better than you on a regular basis to play against. Do not, you know, it's so comfortable to go with guys that are equal to you or a little less than you and be the star. That's not how these guys get to the NBA or even get division one or two II or three scholarships. The way to do it is to find camps or playgrounds or community centers that have players that are better than you. That's how you improve. You're going to get embarrassed. You're going to get run over. That's all part of the learning process. But that's the biggest secret in the world, Mike, is to put yourself in position to play against people much more talented
0: than you are mm-hmm. and, and also too they're also being coached as well too like you know life after the nba like they get hurt or they um get uh-huh. cut by several teams and they go play ball in uh europe or play in the g yeah. league and all that so it's like you know there's also been reports too that uh you know even like football players baseball players hockey players their careers are done it's like you know what do we do and it's like you know how do you manage money? What the money runs out. So, you, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. It's like, you know, there might be a little problem. It's Like, you know, what would be like a good way to like, you know, help a player transition going from like when their basketball days are over or unexpectedly over or any sport. It's like yeah. or transition from that and getting out to the real world.
1: Well, I've worked with major league athletes. I still do to this day. I have a major league pitcher that I worked with last year who was in a very deep depression, was not performing at the level that he needed to i had him for about six months as my client and he had a killer year this year you know so i'm very fired up for him and i think he's got a lot more time than he left in the major leagues because this year was just amazing for him but there are players that get hurt and there are players that don't perform at the highest level that the team thought they would and they get let go i have a couple of my athletes that i've worked with who have started insurance companies I have other athletes I've worked with that have become realtors, you know, and because they already have a name when they open their door, you know, as an insurance agent and everyone goes, oh, my gosh, that's that former NFL, NBA, Major League (laughs) Baseball player. They immediately attract clients. So I tell all my athletes, the Major League athletes that I work with, it doesn't matter if they're in their first year in the NBA or if they're in their 15th year, you know, we need to plan on what you're doing next because, you know, the average player in the NBA, I think it's about four years is the average lifespan of an NBA player. Now we have individuals like LeBron James uh, in basketball, Tom Brady in football that are blowing those numbers apart. Right. I think LeBron has been 14 years or more in the NBA, but the average is really short. So when I work with someone new, a rookie in any major league sports, not only am I working with them, with their head, with their game, I'm working with them with their head, with their future. Now we've had some athletes I've worked with that got cut by NBA teams that have gone to China, Japan, Greece, and they've reinvented themselves. You know, they come back as like powerful defensive players, which I'm going to make a comment about in a minute when they weren't that great of a defensive player. So going overseas for several years has actually opened the doors for some athletes to come back and to be powerful players. And let me make this final comment when, I played uh, basketball my first two years in high school. I had a coach that was just a demon to me. He picked on me constantly. I could never play defense good enough. I couldn't do anything good enough. He harped on me. He harped on me so badly that I transferred to another school. But let me tell you a secret, Mike. I get to the other school as a junior. The coach was blown away. Of course, I start right away. I had amazing two years at the second high school. But about the third day of practice, he pulls me aside and he goes, I got a couple questions for you, Essel. I go, sure, coach, what's up? He goes, where the heck did you learn that defense? (laughs) Mike, immediately I started thinking, oh my God, it was this guy that I hated, right? I go on to play at Syracuse University, very second or third day of tryout. I I wasn't, I was a walk-on. The coach pulls me aside and he goes, Essel, I got a question for you. Where did you learn to play defense? And it all went back to a guy I didn't like. And then eventually it would be, where did you learn how to pass? And I go, oh my God, it was this coach in my first year of high school. Where'd you learn to shoot like that? And it all came back to this guy in my first two years of high school that I couldn't stand. So athletes, I don't care if you're a female, a male athlete. If you've got a coach that's riding you, it may be for your best interest. Don't run away. Don't walk away. I was lucky. The coach's name in high school was Larry Miller. I went to
0: like that.
1: Wow. I, I went to high school at Bishop Grimes high school for my first two years. Then I transferred to a public school. Larry Miller is the reason that I played at Syracuse university, Larry Miller, the guy I didn't like because he was so hard on me. If Larry Miller could ever see me today, I would hug him. I would tell him he was one of the biggest reasons that I became the person I became today, Mike.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is so amazing. That is so heartwarming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got to say that, too. So, <laughs> and, and he also had some awards, too. Number one, uh, Life Coaching USA, but Lifetime TV, Master Motivation, and um, hosting David Essel alive for 27 years on number of networks. And um, how did you first get started doing, um, doing radio and having your show? <clears throat>
1: Mike, you know, every every question you're asking is awesome because I have the most bizarre life. I mean, everywhere I go, you know, I, I I fall into things. And how I got into basketball was a guy I didn't like that trained me how to be a phenomenal basketball player, right? I never thought he was hit that his impact was going to have the impact it did. Radio was the same thing. It was 1990, I got a call for I had gone to a company to speak. I'm a motivational speaker. They brought me into the company and it they it was an exercise equipment company. So I spoke to their staff and got them all fired up and helped them get into a higher level of productivity. About a year later, from out of the blue, I get a call from one of their vice presidents. He says, hey, David, listen, you did a great job a year ago speaking to our company. We would love for you to cut a radio spot with your voice for our product. And I said, absolutely. So I I was living in uh, Siesta Key, Florida, which is by Sarasota, Florida. And there was a station about 40 minutes away in Venice, Florida, this little radio station I called them up and said, "Can I come down and cut a spot?" They said, "Absolutely." So I had a copy of the commercial. I went down, and the editor sat or the uh, the engineer sat there and said, "Whenever you're ready, go." And I nailed it on the first take, Mike. I it and he goes, "Do you have anything else to read?" I go, "No." He goes, "We're done." I said, "What do you mean you're done?" He goes, "No, you're done." He goes, "You did it perfectly." He goes, "Your inflection was awesome." And I said, "That's I never." He goes, "How many radio spots have you done before?" I said, "None." This is the first one I ever did. He goes, well, he goes, goes, it was great. Thanks for stopping by. I said, thank you. As I'm walking out, the salesperson, I'll never forget her name, Lenore. Now this is 1990. Runs after me and says, hey, were you the guy in the studio cutting that radio spot? And I go, yeah. She goes, how much experience do you have on radio? I said, none. She goes, how would you like to have your own show? I said, what? (laughs) She said, you have the perfect voice for radio. Your inflections on that ad were perfect. We have a slot open right before Rush Limbo on Fridays. Wow. We want, to, we want you to take that. Now, I have to tell you something, Mike. This radio station had about 12 listeners. Okay, so it wasn't a big radio station. It was a very tiny radio station. I said, absolutely. I go, what do you pay? She said, nothing. I said, I'll take it. <laughs> I took it for no pay at all. Six months into it, I called her up and I said, hey, Lenore, look, at I love doing this show, but can we make some money? Like, I'd really like to make some money. You know, I, I, I'm I, doing the show and I love it. And she goes, let me see. She tried to sell it. No one would buy ads on my show. So I went to the, the, the uh, general manager. His name was Dave. I forgot his last name. And I said, listen, I love doing this, but I want to make it a career. Like, I have fallen in love with talk radio. I've been here for six months. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll have my engineers cut a demo reel for you. It'll be about four minutes long, just really hot stuff that you're saying. And then it's up to you to send it all over the country and try to get interviews. So I did, and I sent it everywhere. In the state of Florida first, Miami rejected me. Fort Lauderdale rejected me. Orlando rejected me. Fort Myers rejected me. Tampa rejected me. Jacksonville, there was no one that wanted me as a host. So I sat there, Mike, and I said, you know what? I love this. I'm not giving up. And now this was before the internet. So I started calling people and asking, who's a syndication group? Like, how do I get a hold of a syndication group? So I found one out of, West, out of uh, Washington, D.C. called Westwood One.
0: Oh, Westwood
1: yes. One was the, one of the two gorillas of the radio syndication industry back then. It was uh, Premier Radio and, and Westwood One. I went to Westwood One first. Peggy Solomon, now remember, this is 1990. I can remember these names. Peggy Solomon was the vice president of acquisitions. And I started calling her every day. She never took my call. I called her every day for over a month. She would never take my call. So then one day I said, you know, screw it. I I hosted television in New York City. I was a a reporter in New York City. I hosted television in other cities. And so I started getting all these producers I had worked with in television. Faxing Peggy Solomon every day. I had someone. Fax. <laughs> David Essel is a great radio television host. He'd be great on radio. All of a sudden, I get a call one day. It's from Peggy Solomon. She goes, Is this David Essel? I said, Yes, it is. She goes, This is Peggy Solomon. I go, Oh my God. She goes, Don't get too excited. <laughs> if I get one more fax from anyone that knows you, you will never work for this company. Whoa. Do I have your agreement to never send me another t- fax? And I said, absolutely, I promise. She goes, okay, I want you up here in 30 days to interview for your own show. Nice. It was amazing, right? And I went up and interviewed. She was sold on me. The president of the company was not. And he brought us both into a room and he said, Peggy, if you think David Essel is going to be a good radio host, your job is on the line. Wow. I don't think he's going to last six months. If he makes it past six months, your job is great. If he doesn't make it past six months, you're going to be leaving with him. Do you believe in him that much? And she looked at the president and said, yes, I do. He goes, okay, you both can leave. Peggy and I go to lunch and she goes, okay, look at, my neck is on the line. You better perform. And Mike, we had a phenomenal 10 year run with Westwood one from 1990 to 2000. Wow. And then after, after that, I ended up being with Sirius XM and a bunch of other smaller networks and uh, I Heart radio. We went with them and everything else, you know, but, I tell this story because I think it's important. It goes back to the 80-20 rule. You have to have a positive attitude. 20% of your success will come from a positive attitude. 80% will come from working your butt off. I worked for free to get a nationally syndicated radio show. I worked for free to get a syndicated television show. I worked for free writing books that never sold a thing until they went number one. For our audience, this is a message of the ages. You know, um, Colonel Sanders made his first million dollars at 68.
0: I Um, I read that story. Yes. Amazing.
1: Amazing. You know, so don't give up when you're passionate about something. You may have to work for free, but don't give up. And, you know, as a matter of fact, in this book that you had mentioned, Helping Americans Heal, The Ultimate Guide to Healing During These Challenging Times, this whole book is about not giving up. So if you have anxiety, we have an article for it. If you have ADD, we have an article. PTSD, we have an article. Financial challenges, an article. Addiction challenges. There are so many writings in there. And it's about never giving up, Mike.
0: Hmm, and especially marriage and relationship assistance—that's been like you know the hot topic. Cause they hear you're all the time too with um divorces just going through the roof, and um yeah. seems like divorces happen than um most marriages. And there's one thing I was gonna throw in too that um I like to say as well too. You hear people all the time that think a great marriage is like a big wedding, roses every day, chocolate every day, wine, song, and all that. And I said you're setting up for trouble. What marriage really is is that you're willing to work through your partner. You go to the hospital, you got to pay taxes, you got to decide yeah. on the color of a house, what wall and um, even, <laughs> even what coffee mugs to have in the house. That <laughs> the room, And um, what phone you're supposed to have, what shirt you want your um, spouse to wear, where you want your kids to go to school and everything. And um, when to watch basketball, when not watch basketball, <laughs> it's, a, it's that sort of thing, you know, that, that type and um, they can yeah. use that kind of assistance as well. So it's, it's, not all wine and roses.
1: (laughs) No, it isn't. You know, a a great story from a a client's grandfather. She was looking to fall in love. And I said, do you know what love looks like? And she said, you know, I I think I've had it, but I'm not really sure. And I said, who do you know that's really in love? She said, my grandparents. I said, okay, here's your homework. Because I always give assignments to my clients, Mike. I want you to go talk to your your grandmother first and your grandfather. Ask your grandmother, what's the secret to their 60-year marriage? What's the secret? They're always happy. They're holding hands and all these kinds. But what's the secret? She goes to her grandma. She goes, grandma, she goes, this is from my therapist. What's the secret to your marriage with grandpa? And the grandmother goes, I have no idea. Go ask your grandfather.
0: (laughs) Go ask your mom. Go ask your dad. That's right. the answer we always got. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Right. So she goes to the grandfather and she goes, grandpa, grandma told me to come to you. She wouldn't answer this question. What's the secret? to your 60 years of a happy marriage. And he said, honey, sit down. It won't take that long. The day after we married, I sat up in bed and I was awake before your grandmother. When my feet hit the floor, I put my hands together in a prayer position. And I said this, dear God, allow me to do something for my wife every day of our life that she doesn't expect, amen. And honey, I've done that for 60 straight years. Wow. There are days that I'll come home and I'll stop on the side of the road because we don't have any money. And I would pick wildflowers and bring them home. Then there's another time. I remember how much she loved chocolate ice cream with sprinkles. And even though money was tight, I stopped and got an ice cream cone with chocolate and sprinkles. Oh my And
0: goodness. he said,
1: he said, I could tell you a thousand different things, but I made sure that every day I did one thing she wasn't expecting. And honey, that's the secret to love. And Mike, I love that story because it's so true. A lot of times we have resentments against our partner. And when normally we would bring them coffee in the morning, we'd say, I'm not going to bring them coffee. They were, they were nasty to me yesterday. But what this gentleman said was, do one thing every day that your partner doesn't expect and you will have a beautiful marriage. Then he went on to say this. It doesn't mean you won't have ups and downs, but through those ups and downs, do it anyway, and you will have a happy marriage. And it's really beautiful advice from someone that knows what they're talking about.
0: That is certainly amazing. I am learning a lot from you, David, and that's great as well, too. <laughs> and uh, Thank more you. On, more on uh, Helping Americans Heal and what's coming up for David Essel. We'll find out in just one minute. you listen to The Mike Widener Show at the MikeWidenerShow.com, powered by Studios. Visit online at SonicWavecadios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by official sponsor The Mike Widener Show, international warring author, me and Muslims Are missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We'll be back with author David Essel of Helping Americans Heal after this time. Of- We're back with author David Essel of Helping Americans Heal here on the Mike Wagner Show. And um, there's also a supplement to as well, too, before we um, wrap up with the book. You also have the ultimate gratitude journal, 52 weeks to a new you. And that is important. Yes. I almost forgot about it. (laughs) This one just came
1: out, Mike. Um, The first book that we showed, Helping Americans Heal, just went number one bestseller about four weeks ago. So now this is a number one bestseller. And then this one came out just a little bit afterwards. It's the Ultimate Gratitude Journal, 52 Weeks to a New You. And it's very unique. We have we teach people how to journal both their challenges and their gratitude. And we do it for a reason. And we explain it at the beginning of the book. When you journal the challenges on a daily basis, you can start to see in writing changes you need to make, Mike, right? And so challenges are important. When you, when you Google or when you write about your gratitude every day, you're boosting self-confidence and self-esteem. So half of the book, you'll see it split right down the middle. We write the things we're grateful for every day, a boost of, of your attitude, self-esteem, and confidence. And then when you write about, you know, I said I was going to get up and go for a walk, and I didn't. I said I was going to eat healthy today, and I didn't. <laughs> when you start to see those patterns in writing, right, everything's in writing, now we know we need to change. So we ask people just to be honest with themselves and we're getting incredible feedback, Mike. So it's not only about being grateful for what's good. It's writing about what you're not doing that well that should inspire us to change.
0: Mm -hmm. And certainly does as well too. You also have a program with uh, Helping Americans Heal. It's not just reading a book. You also have a program as well too and how people get involved with the Helping Americans Heal program. Not just reading a book, but actually being involved.
1: Yeah, this is great, Mike. The program Helping Americans Heal, which is at talkdavid.com, that's our website, talkdavid.com, is absolutely free. Every Monday, they're going to get an email with articles. They're going to get the free book on positive thinking. They'll get a meditation audio absolutely free. They'll get a video of the day with me talking about, like, how to shatter procrastination. So join Helping Americans Heal. It's free. It's free to the first 500,000 people. So don't delay. Go to the website, talkdavid.com right now. Sign up. You're going to get an email once a week. We don't overwhelm you with stuff. But once a week, you'll get an, uh, an email that's going to have all of this information to help you personally heal. We have so many people involved already, Mike. We set the number at 500,000 because we thought that that was a pretty good number. within the. And this has been out for about a year now. Within the first several weeks, we had 10,000 people signing up. So keep on coming. There's still room for you, but you've got to act fast at talkdavid.com.
0: And we certainly do that as well, too. And you can for procrastination as well, too. We're here with author David Essel of Healthy Americans Heal on the Mike Weidner Show. And just a few more things, David. We'd love to have you back for sure, and uh, we'll make a point to do so. What else can we expect from you in 2022 and 23 and beyond?
1: Well, we've got, you know, more books coming out. We have a brand new book coming out on permanent alcohol recovery, which is a very different type of recovery book. And something else that's coming out, Mike, my mom and dad died in the last year and a half. Oh, so um, sorry. It's been really tough. You know, I I I'm one of the fortunate people in America. You know, not everyone had a great relationship with their mom and dad. Um, I didn't until my 20s. I was a pretty tough kid. Um, I started drinking at 12. I was an addict by 13. Uh, I had a pretty rough childhood in regards to what I brought to the family. Um, in my 20s, I matured. I fell in love with my mom and dad. You know, not not everyone can say that. And, and I'm sorry if you had a hard upbringing. I am so sorry and apologetic you didn't get your needs met. Um, I eventually found out my parents were phenomenal. Uh, so losing them in the last year and a half was really hard. But in The Loss, I'm writing a brand new book, and it's called Grief is the Pathway. To unconditional love. And I teach people how to grieve and love the person who's gone at the same time. It's a balancing act, you know. And the subtitle is From Mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G to mourning M-O-R-N-I-N-G. I like that. So, you know, so we're we're teaching people that that it's important to be sad, it's important to feel the emotions of loss of even anger at God that your loved one was taken. All of that is totally fine. As long as we balance it with memories that are positive or hopefulness for our future. And we, we're we gonna teach it all in the book. So we've got a couple of new books coming out, Mike. We've got new programs coming out. And if anyone wants to work with me one-on-one, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. We have a brand new two programs right now. You can work with me and then both programs, one's eight weeks long and one's 12 weeks long. The special we have right now is you're going to get additional four sessions absolutely free. So all of that's at talkdavid.com. If you want one-on-one work, I'll help you accomplish your goals.
0: We certainly will do so, and we're looking forward to it, David. And who do you consider biggest influence in your career?
1: I'll have to tell you my mom she is by far or was, you know, by far second would be my dad. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, I've got so many mentors. Oh my gosh. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, Joe Cerulli, who went from homeless to multimillionaire, um, uh, Eckhart Tolle, uh, a current writer who I look at as a mentor, a phenomenal look around you. If you don't have mentors in your life, find some, Because there's no need to recreate the wheel, ladies and gentlemen. Find people smarter than you and follow what they tell you to do.
0: And certainly do so as well, too. Very amazing. And what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point?
1: Shatter procrastination. It's the number one, the fastest rising addiction. Find someone to help you. Find someone to help hold your feet to the fire. Whatever you're procrastinating on is bringing you down in life. When we shatter procrastination, Mike, there's no limit. The ceiling is off. And we can do and accomplish things we never thought we could in the past.
0: And don't do it tomorrow as well, guys. Do it now. <laughs> so yeah, we're here with the David Assel of Helping Americans Heal, the ultimate guide to healing during the challenging times on the Mike Wagner show. David, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Learned a lot from you. Looking forward again soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. And once again, what's your website? How do people contact? Where can people purchase or check out your book?
1: Uh, Mike, I would love to come back. Your questions have been awesome. It's allowed me to relive a lot of fun memories as well. So I appreciate that. I hope that our audience has picked up at least two to four great tips to use in their own life. All you have to do to my for my books, the free program, or to work with me one-on-one, it's all at talkdavid.com. That's talkdavid.com. The website is appropriate, Mike, because like you, all I do is talk all day long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to remember it. I like that. <laughs> all right, David, it's great talking to you. Very, very big. Thank you for your time. You look forty. I'm soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love having you back. We wish you all the best. And David, you definitely have a great future ahead of you. Right on, Mike.